0: I love it when you read to me. Books can take us around the world. They can take us to the intimate spaces of human experiences. And they can help us grow through their words. Stay tuned for People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I am Janice Leibovitz. You are my People of the Book. And it is an absolute thrill for me to have Eileen Bessemer on the show today from Pan Macmillan. And Eileen is going to give us a little bit of insight into what we need to add to our TBR to be read lists for the upcoming three months. Eileen, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's always so exciting to just get to talk about books. I always like what a,
0: what a privilege and a treat. And I'm sure that we are going to enjoy listening what to look out for. I know there are some that are already available and you'll let us know what's available, you'll let us know what's coming up, which month it's due for publication but I'm really looking forward to hearing what's on your list and what we've got in store for us.
1: Yeah and I hope we'll have something for everyone because yeah there's some exciting things coming up in the next few months so uh, Yeah, whether you're a fiction reader or a non-fiction reader, there definitely should be something to light your fires. So lots,
0: lots. we all need now it's so cold. Yes, we do need that. It is very (laughs) chilly. So lots to look forward to. Let's not waste any time and let's just dive straight in.
1: I don't know if anyone's heard me before, but they'll know that like I'm absolutely passionate about our local list. I think we have some of the most incredible authors and, um, the second half of the year, they're just some like Fabulous books coming out, so I'm gonna steal some of this time to talk about those. Um, this, this June, which is almost over, can you believe it, we've had a wonderful book out by uh, an author called Kojo Buffo, and the book is called Listen to Your Footsteps. And what it is, is a collection of essays about, um being a man in today's society. Uh, Kojo's an incredibly, um. I don't know what the word is, kind of, kind of, he's got such a wide range of skills and experiences, and this this collection of essays is sort of a memoir of his experiences as a man in South Africa, um stories about fatherhood, about his own father, about um he's an immigrant, so some of those stories, so that's just um you know, if you forgot Father's Day and you still need a gift, I would recommend <laughs> rushing out and grabbing that. <laughs>
0: so that's um, available right now.
1: That is in stores right now. And then, um, the other book that's coming out in July is, is also non-fiction. Um, and that's called, uh, Africa Bounces Back. It's a business book, um, by the author of the book Africa is Open for, uh, Victor Homoswana. What the book is, is a collection of, uh, business case studies about the resilience of the African business uh, business environment and various economies um and because I am not by any stretch uh, an economist or a business person I can't really claim that i I have a great in-depth understanding of it but I have to say in Victor's essays I felt a lot um uh, more up to date after I'd read them. So that is for anyone who's interested in what will happen in Africa now um, and how the continent can work ahead. Uh, so that's coming out in July and it should be in stores at the beginning of next week, actually.
0: Okay. Um, so, um, and I know these business books are, I mean, they,
1: they are coming out at a rapid rate and they are extremely popular. Yeah. And I think, I think especially now with things all having gone completely all over the place with COVID. There's some really interesting ideas about how we build economies again, um, where business will go in the future, what are the development spaces. Um So I think, yeah, there's – and the bestseller lists always have one or two business books on them. They do.
0: They do. And um, after this, we are going to get into fiction. Am I right? You are
1: right, my baby.
0: Lots of fiction to look forward to right after this. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. I'm back with my guest, Eileen, from Pan Macmillan, and she is giving us a sneak peek at what we can look forward to in the coming months, what we can add to our reading lists, what we can look out for, whether we shop online or whether we shop in store. And Eileen is giving us a very exciting look at what we can look ahead to. So we've discussed a couple of nonfiction books by local authors. What is up next?
1: Well, now I'm going to tell you a little bit about the local fiction that's coming out, um, which is really exciting stuff. I-, I was saying to Janice just before we came on air that I've been uh, plowing through the new Tony Park, which is called blood trail that's coming out in August and it. Is absolutely heart stopping. I didn't read a lot of kind of Wilber Smith growing up or, or a huge, like I don't go on a lot of safaris, but this has been so fascinating. You know, you've got poachers and you've got wildlife trackers and you've got, uh, Izangoma and you've got like all sorts of excitement and police people and chases and so it, it's just, it's, a great thriller um it has one of tony's kind of recurring characters uh captain sani van Rainsberg, and she is working in a game reserve just outside the kruger park um and two young girls have gone missing and there's a poacher on the loose who keeps disappearing and not disappearing managing to escape or backtrack in his own footprints disappearing or so the rangers think in a into thin air. And, um, and so people start to investigate, you know, is he actually using some kind of, um, magic? What is happening that's losing this guy every time? And it's great. It's just complete escapism. Um, it is actually set during the first lockdown. So <laughs> if you've got a little bit of COVID trauma, you might want to avoid that one, but it's, it's just really interesting because, um, because there were no, guests in the game parks uh, there was actually more poaching because you've got less traffic on the road so the poachers have more free space which I I didn't even wouldn't have crossed my mind until I read this book so it's really great so
0: just remind me of the title of that one so that one is called Blood Trail. Blood Trail. And I do know that Tony is really, really missing his trips to South Africa now that he's not able to visit and he can't he wait to come back.
1: Desperate to get back. He is locked <laughs> in Australia and he is, every time we speak to him, he sounds like he's in withdrawal for the bush.
0: So Cause I know, yeah, he does love it here. Oh. That's why his books are mainly based here
1: and mm. hopefully soon we'll be able to welcome him back to our shores. Fingers crossed. What's next? And then we've got three other novels coming this year. Each each of which I actually I I'm getting so excited, Janice, that I like I think I'm getting a bit breathless. But they are all just by amazing authors who've written other books that are incredible. Um I haven't finished all of them, I must admit. I've only read chapters from each of them. So I have to put that out as a disclaimer. But the chapters that I've read have been wonderful in the genres that they're written in. And I think each of them has such a different and unique way of making us look at the world. And I think that's what fiction can do. It can just give us an entirely new, I don't know, what do they call it, paradigm shift.
0: Is um, we need that. I think we, you know, they take us on journeys. And especially now when we can't really go anywhere they really do take us to far off
1: places and, you know, the thing, the places that we, we long for. I think that's so true. And also just different places in our heads, even, because I think, you know, you can get stuck in one way of thinking if you're in between four walls, which I know I have been with working from home. I'm kind of in one room all day, every day. Um, and it's, I, I can get stuck in kind of, one way of thinking. So it's nice sometimes to be inside someone else's head in a character in a novel.
0: Okay, so right. Who are these three local authors we've got to look forward to?
1: So the first is uh, Futi and Shanghila. She has written two other books, um, Shameless and Do Not Go Gentle. And uh, neither of those are published by Pan, but we have her new novel, They Got to You Too, which is about... A former apartheid policeman who's in a, a retirement home and the, the young woman who is his carer, her parents were apartheid activists and then they go into lockdown together. And with that kind of proximity and forced intimacy of being, you know, the only person that each of them sees, they kind of, they develop a, a relationship and a way of communicating and kind of finding common ground, which I think is something, you know, that can be quite difficult. Um, so it's just, it's an incredible look at the what makes us human and how we manage to communicate with other people. Um, so that's the first of the three novels. Um, and then, and that is coming out in September. And then also in September, um by the literary icon Mandla Lunga we have a new novel um and that is called the lost language of the soul um, and Mandla's books i mean i think are just so beautiful his previous one the texture of shadows um it is just one of my absolute favorite local novels he has an incredibly powerful way of describing the South Africa that we all live in. And this book is a kind of a, a coming of age story and a, a child searching for a father, which I think, you know, in South Africa, the stories of children without fathers are quite all over the place. Uh, you know, they're yeah. part of everybody's life. So, um but this is kind of Mandla's incredible uh presence that he brings to what he writes um on the story. It sounds uh, beautiful. It uh, his writing is just transcendent. Um and and then the last local novel that I have is less serious than the other two and it's one of um our, our repeat authors who we love and adore, it's Gail Schimmel. And um, her, her I love her. I know <laughs> <laughs> I, so Gail like this is like Great escapism, um, but also with those little things you recognize, you know, the mom at school who you're like, hmm, could this be someone I know? Her new book is called Never Tell a Lie, and that is coming out in October, and um, it's about a woman who goes to her 20-year school reunion and bumps into someone who she didn't know well at school and kind of their lives become intertwined and dark secrets from each of them start appearing and you've got kind of a son being bullied and you've got is there possibly some abuse happening and it kind of it all builds up into that domestic noir that Gail does so well with those little like acute and quite funny uh like uh, descriptions of South African middle class life. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: She is she's is so relatable and you you know you read her books and, and everything just seems so familiar and you you feel so comfortable reading her books. You know, she talks about going to the co- the the coffee shop on the corner in Parkhurst, you know, in the in the in the parks, you know, and, and she just talks I know people, I say this often, but I know people tend to shy away from local. And unfortunately, I think it still is often the case. And what I love about local books, apart from the fact that we have incredible local authors, is that there's a familiarity Mm-hmm. And, and there's comfort in that when you read a book and you think, oh, I know where that is. And that's I drive that so road true. regularly. And so I love true. that. Exactly. Why would you not true. want to read books that make you feel, you know, they like give you a little spark of energy that you think, oh, they're writing about places oh, no, I know is. and, and the people could be people <laughs> I know. And that's, that's just how Gail writes. Right. After this, I think we're going to get into international fiction. Am I right? Yes. That's right. I've got some awesome book club reads. Okay, so, and I think book clubs are still happening, whether they 're online or whether they' are you know people still like to get together and talk about books, so we are going to get into some international fiction. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebewitz I am back with my guest, Eileen, who is um, from Pam McMillan, and she is giving us an amazing look at the books that we can look forward to in the next few months. Um I know a couple of them are already available, but um Eileen is letting us know what to look out for, what to add to our, our reading lists and just, you know, a look ahead. So, right, we've discussed local fiction, a
1: couple of local nonfiction books. Now we're going to go international. International. I mean, there is so much stuff coming. Um, not only from Pan, from all the publishers. I've been looking at catalogs for the second half of the year. And I think, like, if you're a reader, it's a good year. There's a new Sally Rooney, which I wish, I wish, I wish we were publishing, but we're not. But I'm still very excited for it. So I think, um, you know, if you're a fiction lover, as you may have noticed I am, then it's a good year for you. Um, And so I'm going to talk mostly about the books coming in the next sort of three months or so and out this month if you are looking for something completely different uh, just to throw one in that's already in stores Um, there's a book called 16 horses uh, by an author called Greg Buchanan it's a debut but it is a a completely new kind of crime novel. I I don't think I've ever read anything like that. And I know, I know Janice reads a lot of crime and I do as well. Um, (laughs) And this is, it's just, I think it's the style of writing. It's just, it feels very fresh and different. So if you're also a big crime writer, um, uh, very briefly, it is, it's set in, surrey in england and kind of in the wilderness of england which we don't think of but um oh, not at all it kind of it's in a small town and uh, there's a huge sense of menace in developing drama so that's that's a fun one that's in stores if you're looking for some uh yeah some noir but i think that what a lot of us are looking for in fiction, and I know I am, is, is something a bit lighter, something that just takes us out of the world that we're in at the moment. Um, and the next book that's coming in July, I think, is the perfect antidote to um, the kind of the grim news when you turn on the TV. Uh, so that book is called The Circus of Wonders. And it, it's by an author called Elizabeth McNeil. Her previous book was The Doll Factory. And Circus of Wonders, it's also set um in the Victorian times, so in 1866, it's about a circus coming to town and a girl who goes off to uh, join the circus. And it's got this cast of incredible kind of misfits who get involved and the circus kind of gets, you know, you get swept away Um By these stories of these people and it kind of it also has little bits about like the war in Crimea and so if you like historical fiction it's got really interesting tidbits but it's just it's a great story so I think that one will be a really fun read if you're looking for that.
0: I didn't actually read The Doll Factory but I know it was extremely popular so this sounds like my kind of read as well.
1: I think you will enjoy this Dennis and I must say The Doll Factory had some fairly creepy moments this is not quite as it had a bit more of a gothic feel this is much less gothic than the doll factory just if anybody read the doll factory and was like ooh, I can't really think this creepy so um this is probably yeah it's 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 just such a I don't know I suppose it's that Erin Morganston that everyone talks about with circuses the night yes, circus, yes as well so another one of my favorite books if you love that this will just give you some of that I don't know that like magic of the circus um so that's a July uh release. And then another one that's coming in July is called Soul Sisters. Uh that's by an author called Leslie Loco. And mm-hmm. she actually has lived in South Africa. And this book happens between South Africa and Edinburgh, where she lives now. Um and Leslie Loco is fascinating because she's an award-winning architect in her kind of I don't know, her day job is as an award winning architect. And then her other day job is as an award winning uh women's fiction writer. So, you know, if you ever wanted to feel inadequate. But um this is just an amazing story of two women and their friendship and how it spans, you know, uh countries and time and Uh, differences in background so it's a wonderful reflection on female friendships and uh, it also like it has that what you were talking about earlier Janice that kind of um you can recognize some of the descriptions of Santa's and stuff all feel very familiar so um it's another it's a it's a lovely story and it has a it has a lovely ending which I think is always a nice thing to that's yeah,
0: always so. nice. And I've always enjoyed her books. She always throws in a South African connection. And, but I also find she does deal quite sensitively with race issues. And as you say, people from different cultural backgrounds and, and she deals with it um, so beautifully and she weaves it into her stories. And I've, I've really always enjoyed her book. She hasn't had one out for quite a while, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's been a good few years since the last one. Um, because she's just recently moved to Pan and we're all really excited to have her. I must say I liked it a little squeak because I read Sundowners. Um, I think I think it was in my first year at university and it just it was you know those books where you see yourself and I was like, Oh (laughs) if I'd gone to a boarding school in England (laughs) But um So so I was really happy for that. And then the next one is another great feel-good read. um, And that is called Yours Cheerfully. Uh, And the book is by A.J. Pierce. It's coming in August. And it is the sequel to Dear Mrs. Bird, which was about um, a young woman who works uh, as an agony aunt uh, during the Second World War. But they're really, they're just such feel-good novels. They're touching and heartwarming and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're like, there's that sort of keep calm and carry on spirit runs right through them, um, which I think we all need a little bit of at it. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely now. Yeah. And <laughs> um, then in September, the book that I, I think is going to really cause waves mm-hmm. is called The Ophelia Girls um it's by Jane Healy and uh her her first book might some people might recognize the title it was called The Animals at Lockwood Manor um oh, that had a beautiful cover
0: that had a very have- <laughs> eye-catching and appealing cover but when I read the synopsis of the book I was like oh no I don't think that's for me so i never got the book
1: I didn't read it, I didn't I just it, but the cover's beautiful. <laughs> the cover on this, I must say is beautiful as well. I wish I had a copy to show you, but yeah September only it's got um flowers on a on a dark blue background uh so i I think it's really gorgeous. You might just pick it up because of the cover, and there are no taxidermied animals. I'd like to tell you just. <laughs> because I think we don't need that and it's based in the 1970s uh it's about a group of friends who get obsessed with the pre-raphaelites um the the romantic period in art and kind of uh their stories and then it moves to the future 20 years later and one of these girls and her daughter now having discussions about what it means uh you kind of the stories of women and what those mean, and um, and her writing is is really beautiful and unusual. So it's it I think it's um it matches its very beautiful cover. And I
0: find yeah. that, that when you have those eye catching covers, quite a few authors now are going with um that theme. They keep to the same type of theme, with um yeah. with continuing books with with books that that follow on. So you can instantly recognise that it's. By that author.
1: Yeah, I think covers like I, I've never understood that. Don't judge a book by its cover. Oh, please, I think everyone! Do, I don't know anyone
0: who doesn't.
1: And it's so important. It tells you so much about like how the book is positioned, or or you know the genre and all sorts of things. I don't know. I and
0: mean, no, i've I've never um I've never gone along with don't judge a book by its cover because. You know, I'm. I'm not embarrassed to say that I really do. <laughs> so and I'm sure that I, think I, others do as well.
1: I. I don't think we're the only ones. I no. also must admit that I sometimes buy books just because of the cover. Yes, because so I've beautiful. done. I can that as
0: well. I'm so pleased I'm but not know. you feel a lot better.
1: It does. <laughs> Let's hope some of your listeners are like, oh, phew, I'm not <laughs> the only
0: one. <laughs> they just that's so appealing. You just. You know, I mean, I know that they're
1: books and and they're, they're, it's like a material thing, but you just want to, to own it. Yeah. And I'll be lucky we get to have them. I really think that's been the, one of the continuing joys is I get to be at home with my bookshelf. Yes. <laughs> it's like one of the only good things. Yes. At least, uh, oh. we have books
0: and, you know, bookshelves and, and all of that. So that's great. So yeah, we've been at home, and we've been. I mean, I constantly rearrange mine, and you know, put this here. Oh, there's a gap there. I can fill that, and (laughs) and I have children Uh, saying, "Get rid of some of these books, or all of these books. There are too many. They're taking over the house." But uh, that's not happening anytime soon.
1: I approve. (laughs) And so. Now that I've distracted everyone, but another book we have coming, um, so that was September, was The Ophelia Girls by Jane Healy. And then in October, we have The Prince of the Skies. And um, this is by Antonio Iturbe. He wrote uh, The Librarian of Auschwitz, which is kind of a, a, a YA novel, about, which was based on a true story. No, that was uh, originally aimed just at the young adults.
0: Um, audience, yeah. but I, I didn't find it, you know, particularly young adulty at all. Not, I, not
1: I, I was a bit surprised when it wasn't in my like bundle of books to be promoting because I think it, it was, I think it was just such an incredible story as well that this, that it was tr- you know, based on a true story, and this is Aswell, which and um, the book is called *The Prince of the Skies*, and it's based on the life story of um. Now, I hope I can say this right. Antoine de Saint Exupéry, who wrote *The Little oh, Prince*. Oh, *The Little Prince*. Yes. Yeah. So it's based on his life story, and he wanted to be desperately. He wanted to be a pilot, and and he was from kind of an aristocratic family in France, and they said no. They say you know that's not your i don't know your, your, that's not what you can do as a as a as a French aristocrat um so this is this is the story of him and how he came to write the Little prince, which is such a iconic part to so many people's lives um and it's written with the same kind of lightness of touch that I think the librarian of auschwitz had, so I think I like. This sounds really amazing, and I, I I just think it's going to be so touching and beautiful. So that's one to look forward to. So that is one to look forward to. And then also in October, we have something completely different, which is Hillary Rodham Clinton's first novel. And um, oh she gosh. is writing... <laughs> I <don't> know! <laughs> So now Bill Clinton, I know, writes with James Patterson and Hillary Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton is writing with Louise Penny, who is a um, crime writer. She's got some ridiculous number of crime novels under her belt. Um, but this book mm. is called The State of Terror. And what it is basically is Hillary Clinton said to Louise Penny, this is the thing that I had nightmares about happening and then they wrote a novel around the story together so it's under complete lock and key and none of us have been able to read even a paragraph oh my gosh! with that kind of hook like everyone's desperate to know what ha- like what is what is it the biggest fear of someone who's been inside the white house you know both as the first lady and as the secretary of state um so I think that's going to be comp- yeah, really exciting.
0: But I suppose I mean, doesn't didn't Bill Clinton write a book with with James Patterson, mm-hmm. or am I wrong? Oh, he did. He did. So he if did he can too. do it, I mean, yes. So well, if he can do it, you know, anything he can I, do, women can do better.
1: So I actually agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I I also it's probably unfair, but I I I have this feeling that. A mother's fears in the White House might be a more nuanced and unusual take on, like a political thriller. But that might be, you know, who knows? But I'm very excited. It's it going really it to see what, yeah, it's gonna be very exciting to see what. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see what what she comes out with. I
0: look forward and, to that.
1: You know, we need to compare and find out if it is as good as the Clinton's ones, which are, I have to say, at the top of the charts. To speak so oh really um, <laughs> the, the new one with James Patterson so they must be good I haven't read them I must admit but I um, also
0: haven't I, I see James Patterson I mean he has like four books out every month and I'm like no sorry <laughs> not for me thank <laughs> you no offense to all <laughs> no. the James Patterson fans and there are millions literally
1: yeah
0: but no it doesn't light my fire
1: I um yeah, I think it's nice that they're like different things for everybody and, but I, yeah, that's just not for me.
0: Yeah, no. I, I, the one thing I remember from when I used to read James Patterson and everyone used to say this, we love the short chapters.
1: Oh, short chapters. Okay. And I've never even read one. I probably should, to be honest, because he is such a like icon of of the thriller genre. He um, is, but the truth is how much of the actual writing is
0: he doing himself these days? I mean, I I think it's questionable. I think it's a whole other discussion, but I think it is questionable. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably a fair question actually. (laughs) So I mean, I know, I know that he, he, I, I think he writes a premise and then he goes pitching for, up-and-coming authors, and then they pad it out. I'm not quite sure how it works. There is a story to it. There is a there is something about how he's doing all this writing and how he's getting all these books out. And, I mean, a lot of the books now are James Patterson and -and so-and-so. Let's just take a break, and then you can throw some more at me. With pleasure, you can always throw books at me. I love it when you read to me This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. I am back with my guest, Eileen from Pan Macmillan, and we are having a fantastic list that is being put together here of books for you to look out for in the coming months. And I'm sure Eileen is going to send me this whole list so that I can put that on the Facebook page And if there's one that you missed or didn't write down or didn't catch, you'll be able to pick it all up from the Facebook page. All the information will be there. And I will hopefully be able to stick some covers on as well so you can see what they look like. And, yeah, Aileen will get that all to me after the show. And we will be able to put that out for you so that you know what you are looking for.
1: But let's get back to it. Yeah. So, I mean – I think we got up to October and um, another great book that's coming in October is the second book in Anne Two Rivers series. Um, it's called The Heron's Cry. And it's um, with her detective who is homosexual, which I think is something completely new and different. Um, it's similar to her previous novels. You know, you the, the, the really, uh, clever and intricate mysteries that then, um, get solved. And the, so that's also come in October. And then I think I might be at the end of my presentation. I'm going to tell you about books that are available now. Awesome. <laughs> Obviously the, the biggest book of the year for us has been, um, the Lucinda Riley, The Missing Sister. And that is at the store near you, the seventh book in the seventh uh, Seven Sisters series, to say that's fine. Yeah,
0: it's at a store near you if it hasn't sold out. Because <laughs> Nobody sold out? <laughs> apparently some, someone I saw, you know, Facebook, you oh. know, that, they didn't have this, that, that they, they're looking for it. But I'm sure whoever
1: sold out restocked pretty fast. I hope so, because um I do know that, well, of course, we're, we've all been so very sad about her recent passing. Um but this book has just, found so many so many readers and our our UK team said that you know it's it was one of the great joys um of the last few weeks of her life was how how many people had been sending her messages about how much they were loving this book and so If you're a Seven Sisters fan, you probably already have a copy. But if you don't, it is in stores now. Go and get it. Or if you don't have that,
0: and you can actually go and buy all the Seven Sisters books. But this one, I haven't – I mean, I know we were talking about it earlier. I'm a book behind. I haven't read the previous book yet in the series. But this one, The Missing Sister, for me, is, I think, going to be quite special because I am a freak about anything to do with Ireland and I know that <laughs> this one has um, quite a strong base, an Irish story behind it, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to getting to this, because anyone who knows me will tell you anything Irish is my bag, that's, that's my, I love it. Oh,
1: that's so great, because yeah, it's between Ireland and New Zealand, is the other um, country with the some of the action takes place but I yeah I I mean some of the descriptions are really beautiful and you know Lucinda lived in Ireland so it's very close to her heart as well and I this is silly but there's on the Pan Macmillan UK um, website you can do a quiz and find out which of the seven sisters you are most like oh Um, my gosh that's fun I was Tiggy, which I thought was actually quite a good fit, to be honest. I'm but uhm, just go and see who you, who you are the most like, Janice. I um, will do that. Then I'm just having a look. What else is out in stores at the moment? Another great book that came out in April is called The Lamplighters. And um, it's quite different from Lucinda Riley. It's set on a, uh, lighthouse in the middle of the English Sea. Um and three men disappear completely. Uh, the doors are locked. The log says there's a storm, but there was no storm um and it's a It's an amazing piece of writing the The author is called Emma Stonex. This is her first book under her own name, but she has written nine books <laughs> under oh, pseudonyms. What so, are
0: different pseudonyms
1: yeah, and we don't know what they are Well, I'm sure somebody does, but it's been hidden away from the rest of us. So that's um, another fascinating one that's in store at the moment. I read it and really enjoyed it, even though I was a little bit skeptical at first, but uh, it's a great read. I do have that sitting on my shelf waiting for me to get to it. Another fun one that I know Janice has on her shelf is called Broken and that's by Jenny Lawson. And, and... let me tell
0: you something. <laughs> let me tell you, if, if nothing, I mean, if, if, if there's nothing else about the book that appeals to you, you have to love the cover. Now, the cover is a taxidermy llama. So yeah, it's, and it's, but, but it's, it's, it's a llama with accessories.
1: It's, it's yes, fabulous. Fabulous. Has a pearl necklace yes um, and a hat <laughs> a and a, a hat yes a face it's gorgeous glamour <laughs> <laughs> and this I mean this is so Jenny Lawson is a blogger she's written extensively about mental health and about um, living with depression and anxiety and the, the subtitle of the book is uh, broken in the best possible way um, and so these are her kind of characteristic stories of, about living with depression but with a lot of human this is the last she
0: is hilarious but,
1: she's hilarious I, I have to say yeah she really is and I think there have been so many discussions about mental health um with everybody being so isolated and living through this kind of unprecedented experience um and there have been some really yeah really important discussions, but it's nice also to have like a slightly lighter take on it I think that
0: also coming from someone who's who's been there and been through it you know you can you can mm. appreciate her experience and sharing it with others Eileen, I think we have got a fabulous list here, something for everyone, something light something non fiction something a bit heavier, something a bit dark, something creepy there's this really <laughs> There is something for everyone here. I can't actually wait to get to some of these, and and I've got a huge pile of books that are already waiting to be read. But it just keeps keeps getting higher and higher. So, <laughs> I yeah, well, a lot
1: so I, I am in the same position, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I I feel so grateful to all the writers who spent their lockdown time actually writing rather than just binging Netflix like me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but uh, there's some great stuff coming, and I, I, yeah, I hope if one of the things appeals, that would be really exciting.
0: Thank you, and I look forward to getting this list from you so that I can share it. And Eileen, thank you as always for giving me your time and for, for spending time sharing your love of books with me and with the listener. It's really, it's so appreciated. And as you say, I mean, for book lovers, there's just nothing better than. Than spending time talking about books so thank you so so much I really do appreciate it
1: no and thank you so much for having me Dennis honestly like I could do this all day and we're always so grateful that there's a space where we get to talk about books and tell people about what we're loving and so thank you thank you and thank you for having me it is an absolute pleasure and mm-hmm. As I always
0: say, and especially now, now more than ever, I think take care of yourself, take care of each other, wear your mask and read a book.